a while, I was talking about my husband so much on the show. So why not share more? No, just kidding. Baby likes his privacy. What I want to talk to you about today is how to communicate better. A task I assigned to him to be better at. Ladies and gentlemen, have your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, your other half, side guy or side chick, whatever you fancy, listen to this episode and thank me later. Welcome. If you're new here, you're listening to the One Eight Hundred Gold Digger podcast, and I'm your host Mika Lu Chaula. This is a safe place where I share my personal gold digging stories, life experiences, and struggles, so you don't have to. I don't have any fancy titles. I'm not an expert, a life coach, or a therapist. I'm just your everyday regular gal who podcasts for fun. Doesn't matter who you are, where you are. If you have an itch or some form of aspiration to become that person you strive to be, you are in the right place. Listeners can leave me voicemails by going to Anchor.fm forward slash one eight hundred gold digger forward slash message, and I may just answer your questions on the show. So, as you can imagine, learning how to communicate better is an ongoing thing between my husband and I, mostly for him, of course. Jokes aside, I know I have a lot to learn still. Like I know sometimes I justify myself, but I didn't need to. There was one time someone complimented a small black handbag I had. Instead of thanking the person and moving on with my life, I rambled on and explained I got this from H and M and it was only fifteen dollars. Like he cared, he smiled and said to me, "You don't have to justify your purchase, you know." Talking about knocking it out of the park, well, he knocked me out of the park. I reflected on that, and. Actually, I'm thankful that he said what he said to me. Why did I feel the need to justify myself? Was there something more to a handbag and the price tag of the handbag? What's my subconscious view of the relationship between the two? If the bag was a lot more expensive, and for argument's sake, let's say the bag costs me three thousand dollars, would I have felt the need to bring it up? Why is the ability to buy something inexpensive yet receiving compliments a thing to feel proud of? Was he even really giving me a genuine compliment? Did he pull a Regina George on me and I didn't know it? Was I insecure about my fifteen dollars H and M handbag? Please tell me, I'm not the only one who has the struggle. I started out this episode with a bunch of researches I did and communication lessons I took for the sole purpose of giving y'all a valuable episode with communication strategies, effective listening skills, tips on how to speak so people want to listen. But as I unpack more about this topic, I realize that the quote-unquote better way of communicating is so singular in dimension, but yet monolithic in what it does. 
which means this powerful skill set will give you a huge returning investment once you master it. Here are my takeaways of a LinkedIn course I took called How to Speak So People Want to Listen. First and foremost, the paradox of becoming a better communicator is actually being a better listener. The opposite of speaking isn't listening. How many times when I talk to my husband and I can guarantee you a thousand percent he ain't listening to me, he's just there existing, waiting for me to stop talking. The desire to be a better communicator is because I want to be heard. So case in point, we cannot ignore how important the role of listening is. Speaking and listening is this circular relationship. Once we establish this basis, it's easier to add more layers to it. There was one time my husband complained to me about some problems he was having. I can't remember whether it was about his work or his friends. Not important. The point is though, I recognized his pattern. I asked him if he sometimes simply answers someone without addressing what was being asked because he's so focused on coming up with a response while the other person is talking. So he doesn't really understand the question. I asked him if it's true that he was more interested in hearing himself talk rather than having a dialogue. He was surprised how I knew. Well, I've taken a lot of communication courses and witnessed enough similar patterns for me to know this is going on. He needs to thank me because it's like having a personal professional development coach 24-7 and I don't charge. All right, I digress. So instead of giving out words, talk, talk, and talk. How do we master listening so we can play the communication ping pong? Four simple letters. R-A-S-A, RASA. RASA is a communication framework. Julian Treasure, the top-rated international speaker and founder of the Sound Academy, shared on his TED Talk, Five Ways to Listen Better. RASA is the Sanskrit word for juice or essence. Grab some juice and let's get down to the essence of becoming a better listener. R stands for receive. Receive is actually facing the person and looking at them, receiving the information they shared with you. The best free gift you can give anyone is to give them 100% of your attention. Stop everything else you're doing and actually listen to what people are saying. Did you stop? It's amazing how many people who only partially listen in this world. How many times when you talk to your other half and they're looking down their phone, scrolling through social media, or texting someone instead of giving you the full attention. We only retain about 25% of what we hear. So on the flip side, just know when you're talking, 75% is audio waste. So give the gift you want to receive yourself. When someone's talking, face them, lean forward, 
eyes on them, do nothing else but receive. A stands for appreciate. Appreciate is the little noises and gestures that we make to show our acknowledgement, to show that we're with the speakers in the conversation. So it's the um, ah, really, uh huh. If you're face to face with someone, show some appreciative gestures. Raise your eyebrows a little, smile, nod, bob your head, play with your hair. No. Don't play with your hair unless you're flirting with someone. Do you know the kind of things that we do naturally if we're really engaged in a conversation? S, S stands for summarize. Julian Treasure suggests that so S O is a very very important word that allows you to summarize and close doors in the corridor of your conversation. For example, so. If I heard you correctly, you were asking if and insert your own scenario. So if I understand it, you want to know if X Y Z am I correct? So your question is about blah blah blah. Use so to summarize what you heard. Mastering using the so word and paraphrase what you hear is going to give you a great leap. Of the mumble jumble maze, a, and then there's the a for ask. Ask questions all the way through, at the beginning, in the middle, at the end. Open-ended questions are good. The good old five W's and one H: why, what, where, when, who, how. These open-ended questions are good because they preclude the yes or no answer. For example, questions like, "What is it about the One Eight Hundred Gold Digger podcast that fascinates you? How do you stay motivated to talk to an empty room and trust the anchor stats that there are listeners out there?" You have to give more information. You just can't say yes. Questions that show you're interested and allow you to make the conversation interesting. Think of it this way: once you're good at the question game, you can actually steer the conversation in the directions you find most stimulating, or say you want them to give you answers. That's really interesting. Tell me more about this. Is a way of moving the conversation into the areas you find most interesting, profitable, useful, fascinating, stimulating, whatever it may be. So that's rasa, ra to the a to the s to the a. Very useful exercise in conversation. You're welcome. I take a LinkedIn course, so you don't have to. Now back to my handbag example. Had I used the Rasa framework, would I offer voluntarily where the bag was from and how much I got it for? No. This guy gave me a compliment, and yes, my automatic autopilot response was thanking him. But I should have known to say a compliment back instead of offering information for him to dissect me. Why was I so self-absorbed? So I'm no better than my husband. I was in my head. Preoccupied with a stupid compliment that most likely doesn't mean anything, and in return, I gave up some valuable information about myself and exposed my vulnerabilities. The fact that he said, 
Why do you feel the need to justify yourself? He might as well have said, "So you really think I like your bag?" Just like Regina George. So thank you, you random Regina George adjacent kind of rude but speaking the truth guy, for knocking me into my senses. Not everything is about you, and you, I mean me, okay? Yeah, the world don't revolve around you. Not everything's about you anymore. Back by popular demand, busting a myth. Since we're talking about communication, let me share with y'all the number one myth. If I say the words, they should understand. Communication is not as simple as stringing words together. It takes preparation. A dedication to learning your audience and finding the right words to connect with them and move them to action. What you say is equally as important as how you say it. If you're hoping to have effective communication skills when you're delivering information, it is your responsibility, as the speaker, to bring your words to life and give them meaning that the audience can understand. I relate to this so much. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. My real life example: asking my husband to take out the trash. I used to think that if I asked him to take out the trash nicely, that was enough. But a lot of the time, my words don't translate into his actions. Even though I've asked him nicely, "Can you take out the trash, please?" And I would repeatedly ask, eventually getting frustrated, and you know, one thing led to another. It would be a full-on fight of the night. I used to wonder, was I not being clear enough? What do I have to do to get through him? And at times, it might snowball into, "You must not love me, otherwise, why aren't you doing what I ask you to do?" That's until I discovered our communication style is completely opposite in the household chores department, like night and day. I'm a direct person. I say what's on my mind. I don't sugarcoat or insinuate anything. I have a request I would like him to do. I simply ask it. Him, on the other hand, prefers an indirect approach. Instead of me asking directly. Can you take out the trash? As if I was giving him a command. He prefers it if I say trash is full. It worked like a wonder. Ever since I started simply describing the state of the trash being full or smelly, he automatically knows and carries on the task of taking out the trash. It was fascinating for me. It worked. I spoke his language by saying something indirectly. So myth busted. Communication isn't just about words. This is not an easy process, but I can do it. You can do it too. I sacrifice by sharing my ugly truth with y'all. See, it's not that bad. It feels liberating to be authentic. If you made it this far, thank you for listening to another episode of the One Eight Hundred Gold Digger Podcast. Call me at one eight hundred gold digger at anchor fm forward slash one eight hundred gold digger forward slash message. You ask and I will answer. Feel free to give me a five star rating on Apple Podcasts so more people like you can find the show. Thank you. 
again for listening and I will talk to you guys next time.